Welcome to Enriched Menopause, where perimenopausal and menopausal women can learn what's going on with their bodies and how to thrive during this stage and beyond. You are not crazy and you are not alone. I'm Dr. Jessica Rich. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Enriched Menopause. One of the things that I hear over and over again from women in my office is talking about how they just don't have the libido that they used to have. They're not having as much interest, and it's affecting their marriages or their partnerships at times. And it used to be something that was really just the last thing I wanted to hear because it was something that I couldn't do much about, but that is changing. There are a lot more options about that now. And for that end, I have with me an amazing guest today, Dr. Lindsay Harper. She is an OBGYN and founder and CEO of Rosie. So welcome, Dr. Harper. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. I'm so glad to talk to you. Tell everyone a little bit about your background and how you got interested in women's sexual health. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm an OBGYN. I'm in Dallas. And whenever I was in private practice, just like you, I had people every day, multiple times a day, you know, sharing with me that their sexual health, their sexual function, their desire was not what they wanted it to be. And I literally had zero training. I had no idea how to help them. And I think there's this narrative in medicine that women's sexual health is like Pandora's box. And so we as physicians are sort of trained to not go there um, Mm -hmm. because it's complicated and we're not therapists and they need a new partner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing that I'm really motivated by is really thinking about sexuality the same way we think about men's sexuality, which is, yes, there are primary medical issues that we can actually help with. There may be relationship or cultural or educational deficits, and those can be addressed as well. And how can we help to facilitate those interactions in a really timely manner to help women, you know, achieve the sexual health that they deserve. So that's where really what my effort is with Rosie. I wanted to make it easy for physicians to, you know, share evidence-based recommendations with patients. And I wanted to erase sexual shame and isolation for women facing sexual health problems, which is nearly half of us. So there's mm-hmm. a huge need. Not a lot was being done, but as you said, more and more every day. And I am obsessed with women's sexual health, with women's health in general, and I love connecting on these topics. So really excited to be here with you. I love that. And I agree 100%. Just because something is complicated and difficult and maybe people can be embarrassed to talk about it doesn't mean that we should just ignore it and push it under the rug. So I'm so happy that you're doing this. I think I initially heard about you and what you were doing. I think it was the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. And I was like, well, let me look into this. So I started exploring Rosie and recommending it to my patients, but, but tell us a little bit more like what is Rosie? How did it come about and, and, and what is it? So when I really started digging into women's sexual health, I joined a medical society called ISWISH, which is the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health. And I became a fellow of that organization. And I really was like, okay, should I open a sex medicine clinic in Dallas or should maybe, is there an opportunity to do something at a broader scale. And and so that's why I decided to do Rosie because I really wanted to try to facilitate this conversation on both the patient side and the physician side. 
the voice of the platform is supposed to be someone who is an expert, but that you would also want to grab dinner or a drink with, right? So relatable, mm -hmm. but also like very knowledgeable and information that you can trust. So that's what we're trying to accomplish with the platform. Like the gynecologist I, next door. Exactly. The gynecologist <laughs> next door, which so many of us are for so many people, right? Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, well, the best way I can think of to bring together something like this. And the very first pitch deck, there was a slide where this woman was on a rocky sea. She was like in a tiny little boat and the ocean was really, you know, rocky and she might flip over at any time. And she was trying to find any solutions for her sexual health problems. And then Rosie coalesced as an island, which brought together all of the evidence-based resources. So that includes things that we know improve women's sexual health, education, which there's a ton of on the platform, all created by doctors, therapists, public floor PTs, sex medicine doctors, sex therapists. And so really great, great information. There's also cognitive behavioral therapy derived exercises where we get a chance to kind of look at the thoughts that we have around sex and sexual health and how that might be influencing our attitudes and behavior. We also have a library of erotica, which is another evidence-based way to improve sexual health. We have community on the platform where women can connect with one another because that's something that I was experiencing is there were so many of my patients who needed this help, but because I can't connect patients to one another, they each felt like they were kind of suffering in isolation and shame. So how can we bring women together in a really private way, but also one where they can share stories and experiences and understand that they really aren't alone, like we already know. And then we also offer coaching on the platform in the group format and in the individual format, along with workshops on really like, you know, things that everyone wants to know, like how to get better body image or how to flirt or how to, you know, what are different sex positions, like all the sex ed that, that you ever wanted, but you never knew where to find or, or how to get it. So mm -hmm. we're hoping and, and, and have created a, a really um, inclusive, non-judgmental, sex positive place for women to get these resources and connect with one another. And I love that it's an app. I love that it can be very like anonymous and that you can access those resources because while I love sex therapists and I think that they're yeah. important and, and can be really helpful to women in general, but also to couples and in relationships, not everybody's going to go that step to see sure. a sex therapist and maybe feeling a little bit either embarrassed or shy or anxious or just doesn't have the time. And this is something that people can access, you know, when they need it, can, like you said, find out that they're not alone and interact with other people, but in a completely like anonymous way and, and get that information that they need. So I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah. My, one of my favorite sex therapists who actually worked with us to develop Rosie and still works with us today, her name is Lori Mintz. And she wrote Becoming Cliterate and A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex. And she's like my great friend now. And she and I gave a lecture at ACOG last year. And in her information, she shared that 90% of women's sexual health problems can be solved without sex therapy. So the vast majority of us don't need a sex therapist. In fact, we need good information. We need different ways of thinking, but we don't need intensive you know, corrective sex therapy. And I'm like literally the biggest sex therapy fan. But the point of it is, is that there's so many women who have an issue. And to your point, so little of them are going to go to see a sex therapist, no matter how many referrals we make. So how can we make this information more approachable, more relatable, more accessible? And that's really what we're trying to do. Right. And I love that you start with some of the mindset piece and with some erotica. And one of the things that I really like it, that Rosie does is that the erotica is like, it's different, right? There's so there's different levels that you can choose to your comfort level. So like what your grandma is comfortable with, maybe there you different go. than what your best friend is comfortable with, but, you know, so you can kind of like choose your level so that it's like just the right amount of, of juiciness for you. That's but, right. But not going to make you feel too, too out of there. Right. 
Right. Well, it's so interesting because I had my sort of understanding of erotica and its role in, you know, sexual health as a, as a physician, as an academic, but what I didn't really understand and, and as a woman, but what I understood very early on through a test group of my own patients from my own office were that everyone had a different experience of erotica. And there was one specific patient whom I love so dearly. And she was like, Dr. Harper, I'm so happy for you. This is so exciting. She was like, but when I read erotica, I feel like I'm cheating on my partner. I was like, oh man, like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to make you feel that way. And so we really quickly went back to the drawing board and said, you know, this can't be what we think is the right erotica. This has to be in the hands of the woman and so closely and expertly sort of in her control and tailored by her so that she can enter into it at whatever point you know, she decides. And so that's why we came up with that spice level. So it's like one flame is like the notebook. Like literally we mm-hmm. mentioned someone, you know, yada, 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 like in the other room, right? There's the not explicit or graphic language, exactly. <laughs> All the way to the other, the, the opposite of that is the three flame. And then we have nine different genres. So people who are like uncomfortable with erotica and uncomfortable with certain types of, you know, stories can really tightly curate their experience and only read the things that they're comfortable reading about. And the idea is that over time they learn, you know, that, that erotica really can be a valuable tool on their sexual health path without making them feel unsafe. We're really trying to foster that sex positive environment and, and taking into account where each person is starting um, into that equation as well. I think that when I was first exploring the app, the first sample that I saw was also one about like, letting the dishes wait and yeah. and then like the partner did the dishes afterwards or something like that. So and I so I love that because it really like plays into, you know, where women are at at this stage where they always feel like I have to get through like that full to-do list. And this kind of gives people permission to think in a little bit different way, to prioritize sex a little bit more, but in a way that's really comfortable. Right. Yeah. We have a famous sort of mantra at Rosie, which is sex before dishes. Like don't (laughs) add sex to the to-do list, make it sort of like a treat that comes before you're exhausted or before the chores or, you know, whatever else. I am definitely guilty of that. Like I don't rest until everything is done. And whenever we set ourselves up with sex and intimacy like that, we're often beyond exhausted to the point where that actually becomes another to do for our partner or for whatever else, Mm -hmm. not for us. Mm -hmm. And so when we kind of flip the script, just like in that story that you're referring to, it can help us to, you know, to change our, our brain space of how we're thinking about sex. And it doesn't have to be the same sexual script that we've been practicing for the past months or years. We can, we can change it up. And that's the cool thing about life and discovery and really everything is that it's ours to control. And if it's not working for us, then there's, there's other ways to think about it. Now, I know Rosie is there to help people in all different phases and stages of life. But of course, this podcast, we focus on women in perimenopause and menopause. So what are the common problems that you see people coming to the, the app with at that stage? And, and how do you help them? Yeah, there's so many sexual health challenges. And I love to talk about sexual health sort of as a lifetime, you know, journey, because there's so many, there's never a time when sexual health is checked off, like we've mastered it, and then we get to just move on to the next, Mm -hmm. you know, other thing. Because there's something constantly with that we're navigating, whether it's, you know, infertility, or childbirth, or not having a partner or, you know, X, Y, Z, there's so many different iterations of this throughout our life. And menopause is a huge example of that. And that's, that's because of so many things, right? Our hormones 
are obviously changing pretty dramatically and sort of uh, in a volatile way. In addition, our bodies are often changing the way that we, you know, metabolize and deposit fat, our energy level, our anxiety, our fatigue, our experience of hot flashes. And then as a result, our relationship sometimes, you know, because of all of those stressors will change as well. And we notice the very common concerns are low desire is, is the most common concern. But obviously, as the estrogen levels in the body change, so does the estrogen level in the vagina, which has direct effects on lubrication and sexual pain. So those can become issues during perimenopause, menopause, and later. And then oftentimes women just don't really, you know, feel like themselves for many reasons, right? If they're not feeling like themselves as a sexual being in their body, their experience of their orgasms and of arousal may change or diminish. So this, and it's sort of a, a perfect storm, if you will, of all the different things, hormonal factors, physical sort of in our body factors, relationship factors that result as byproduct of our fatigue, anxiety, hot flashes, right? And so it's it's a lot of different things at once, much like puberty. And we're not really given the template, you know, to navigate those things or to expect those things or to help us understand intellectually that those things are separate from who we are. And so oftentimes many of us take on the shame and blame mindset for these issues that are really common when in fact there are really reasonable explanations for why these things are happening and treatments as well. And I know that there are so many that you offer through Rosie. And of course, there's sort of different levels of engagement and interaction. Can you walk us through some of what those different levels look like? Yeah, absolutely. So anybody can go to the App Store, whether it's on Google or Apple, and download Rosie, R-O-S-Y, completely for free. And you can check it out and understand that you're not alone, that these symptoms and complaints are really common. You take an onboarding questionnaire that's dynamic, so it changes based on how you answer the questions, but between 25 and 36 questions. And that takes into account a person's entire picture, right? From the medical side, from the mental health side, from the relationship side, from the contextual and education side, incorporating religion and history of trauma, really looking at the person as a whole picture. And that's something I love about the digital health opportunity is that we can take sort of this, you know, one idea and really create as many different iterations of that as are necessary to try to address each of us as individual humans, because that's, you know, so important when it comes to sexuality, but really to all aspects of health. So I'm really, you know, stoked about that opportunity. And then we build an experience based on that questionnaire. So that includes a wellness plan, which has daily delivered content based on how you answer the questionnaire, what your sexual health challenges are, your sexual health goals, your, you know, everything we also mentioned, your partnership status, your reproductive health status, your relationship status, your religious background. We also have the library of erotica that's curated, you know, based on the patient or the user's sort of preferences. The digital content is all either free or included in the $10 a month subscription after the first week when you get to try everything out for free. And then we have group events, which are workshops and group coaching We coach on all kinds of things from body image to low desire, sexual pain, you know, spicing things up, prioritizing sex, all the things. And then we have individual coaching as well. So lots of different levels of support, kind of depending upon where people want to land, what's right for them at the time. You know, we try to give plenty of opportunities for people to try out 
different aspects without really having to enter into the subscription agreement until they're really ready or, you know, find the reason to do so based on what we offer. I'm sure everybody is ready to go check it out and explore. So that's Rosie, R-O-S-Y. You can find it at your app store on your phone and keep it as private and personal as you want. That's right. Is there anything else you want to add that you haven't told us about already? Well, goodness, our website is meetrosie.com, M-E-E-T-R-O-S-Y.com if you want to check it out and learn more before you download. And, you know, I would just say to start a sexual health conversation today, whether it's with your partner or your doctor or your girlfriend, whatever, because I think that one of the main problem with all of this is that we just don't talk about it enough. And as a result, people think that they're suffering alone. And we know as physicians that that's absolutely not the case. It's nearly half of us that are struggling with a sexual health problem. So the more we can talk about it, the more we can raise awareness the more likely we are all to be able to connect with the resources we need when it comes time. So I would just tell people that they heard, you know, these crazy doctors chatting on a podcast today and and what do they think about it? What do their friends think about it? Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you when you get people talking about it, that's, that's really where the magic happens because people have been waiting really their whole lives to find a safe place where they can have respectful conversations about sexual health. And I just really view it as my job and and as a field of OBGYNs for us to help to try to increase those conversations. It's so true. I, I had a patient just on Friday who was like, well, none of my other friends are having these issues. But then she was like, but you know, I haven't mentioned to them that I'm having this issue right. either. I'm like, yes, they're having these issues too. So they are can be a partner, but you don't have to be partnered to have a good, vibrant sex life. And I love that Rosie also has a lot of resources. If you're having your own personal sexual journey as well, you can talk with your friends, your family, your partners, or, or just explore on your own if that makes you more comfortable. So I think so many options out there and it's really wonderful Dr. Lindsay Harbour, thank you so much for creating Rosie, first of all, and for talking with us today. Well, it's my pleasure. Honestly, I'm obsessed and I love talking about it. So thanks for having me and for really talking to your audience about this really important issue. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share with someone in your life who may benefit from this too. Remember that while I am a doctor, this podcast does not constitute medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Talk with your doctor about what may apply to you and your health. We'll see you on the next episode of Enriched Menopause.